Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode number 63 of the Whiteboard Brief Podcast. We are here. I'm Coach John. Coach Kristen is right in front of me. We are getting into an awesome topic today since Kristen is just coming back from Nashville and she has recently been converted to a country music lover. Oh, God, no. She actually has (laughs) boots now and a hat. Yeah, it's Uh, all sparkly. Yep. And she's been wearing them every day here. So if you haven't been in class, that's what you're missing. But anyway, she dropped into a bunch of different gyms down there, and uh, she had the idea to do this podcast topic and just talk about different aspects of, you know, traveling to other gyms and what she sees and, you know, the importance of different things, you know, specifically community programming, how people conduct their classes and how it can differ from place to place. And just stuff to keep in mind because, you know, we say it all the time when you're traveling, go drop in at a different gym. It's actually a really cool experience. But there's also some things that you should keep in mind when you're doing that, such as, you know, how your body is on travel, what your expectations are going in, especially if you've only been at one spot for your entire CrossFit career and different things like that. So I'm excited. She's going to take the lead. She took okay. notes, obviously yeah, took notes on all of this stuff. So get ready for a good podcast. All right, go <laughs> Too ahead. Much pressure. Take it over. Oh, all God. the pressure. No. Um, so I wish that I had gone to five. Let's start with that. How many did you drop into? Four different ones. Okay. Um, I'm not going to name... No, I don't want to name them. Okay. Because you never know this really famous podcast might make it there. We'll pretend like we haven't seen your t-shirts for the past two days. Right. That's fine. Because we're going to keep it a secret. (laughs) Well, I will say I'm going to number them. I mean, people can probably look on Sugarwad, but I'll just speak like, that's fine. I just don't... I feel bad putting it out there. Um, But at the same time, like, don't feel bad about one of them saying it but um you'll understand why but so we dropped into four gyms um there was one that we i didn't go to east nashville i don't mind saying their name and they were the hardest to sign up for Mm -hmm. they were literally across the river like i could have walked there really uh yeah like well i mean it would have taken a little bit because like we had to go to the bridge and then over but we had drove by it like over to it and they're they love they're really hard to like find the door to get into um, it was just really odd. And Jimmy had been there before. So he was like, oh, you go in there. I'm like, there's no sign. So there's no front door. Like they're in this giant warehouse, but I was trying to sign up cause we were going to go there on Monday, but it, it, for some reason, the where the, the company that they use, I don't know if it was push press, I couldn't get in. And it was from a competition I had done years ago. The password was like signed to me and Jimmy. I'm like, I don't understand this. And I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. So then we ended up going to two that were like the closest and then Friday was like the one that was kind of a little bit further away, but it was not that far. It was like a 10 minute drive versus like a five. We walked to the one on Monday. So it was like their class started at 530. I think and we walked there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one we went on to Monday, it was a morning class. Now I like taking class because I am when I'm on vacation and I can't help but judge <laughs> as a coach. Yeah. Like, plus I like learning to, like I've, I've picked up a few tips from things. I think I only got like one thing out of going to the like one warm up drill from them, um, from one of the gyms, but I've learned some like warm up drills. I will say that I've never been cued. I don't think I've gotten a single cue I've on never, vacation. I've never been cued dropping into a gym until yeah. I went to modern human Christian gym down in Daytona Oh, well, because yeah. he gets it Hell yeah. and it was like right in the warm up. He cued me on my good morning. Oh, interesting. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we're in a good spot here. But other than that, back off. (laughs) I've never been cute. And it's almost like, you know, you come in and when I drop into places, I don't tell people that I own a gym. 
Yeah, I don't. I you. don't. I don't. I don't, I don't say I'm like a coach. to say that. I like to say, hey, I do CrossFit. Been doing it for a while, just on vacation. You know, coming down to get a good workout in, and it's almost like the coach that's in that class is somewhat like intimidated by a person coming in there, and they just feel like you don't want to hear a coaching cue or anything like that. When realistically, yeah. it's the complete opposite. Um, actually, you know what? I have been cued one other time, and that was down in New Orleans at one of their locations at CrossFit NOLA. And the kid was like a former regionals athlete, like really good dude. Yeah. And we were snatching. And usually higher level lifts, like people love to help with that stuff. Mm. And he helped with a couple little things there. That's but good. other than that, like regular Metcons, like I would expect to get cued on something or yeah. at least like, hey, how are you going to approach this workout? Mm-hmm. Never get anything like that. So yeah, that's, not, not surprised. That not surprised. Um, so we, we did... The first class we went to, the workout was, what was it? We had back rack lunges. So you like do five on one leg, five on the other. We like increase weight. And then there was like front squats and burpees after, I think they're lateral. And like, I think every gym had like RX plus. I'm like, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. Um, You mean scaling? Yeah, 100% scaling. So, and there was, those ones were bar facing. I'm like, for me, I like bar facing better. I feel like you can breathe more for those. So I didn't think that that was like an RX plus movement, but whatever. Um, so we did the warm up first and people were nice. Like they came over, like a few people would say hi, like, oh, where are you coming from? And all of that. And the warm up was okay. The worst push up demo I've ever seen. He like wormed it. I'm like, he, he, he like did the come down and then he gave up halfway coming up from the top. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did the warm up, and then did the whiteboard. And I'm not a fan of that. I know some gyms do it, but then I proceeded as an older person where their joints get t- like cold relatively quickly. I mean, that's been me the, my whole life too. We stood around yeah. while he described the workout and I'm like, so I'm losing my warm up. And or like everything that felt good. And then he went over that. The only thing he demoed was how to bail out of a lunge, which I appreciated, but he didn't ask anybody to do it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't demo the lunge. He didn't tell us like anything. And then it was like, hey, here's the clock. Go. There was no progressions. There was nothing. So he doesn't even know like how Jimmy or I move. Um, and we shared a bar. We found like a spot. And I was like, well, I'm not going to push the weight at all. And I ended up scaling the workout. And I'm so glad that I did because it was like 21, 15, nine front squats and lateral burpees. And then it was a buyout of a 400 meter run. And I was like, great, I got to run. Um, but like I'm looking around, I get all these dudes with like 135 on the bar. I'm like, okay, these guys are like must be fit. Like they're going to really like, this is great. But also in the back of my head, I'm like, should they? Because like, I don't know who these people are. Like I have no idea. So three, two, one, go. And I got the guy to my right. I can see him out of the corner of my eye. Clear. You can just tell. I don't need to directly look at him. He's not standing his squats up. Mm-hmm. It's just like ink, ink, ink. I'm like, there's no way you're going that fast. And I could tell like everything was not. I was. Well, I remember counting, going, he's not standing those up. Um, and I watched everyone else. So the guys like to my left that all had like the 135 on the bar. I think I did 75, and the RX was 95. Um, they did like their front squats, and then they proceeded to just like stand there. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They, there was no stimulus given. There was no like, bear in mind while we were doing the lunges, the coach never, he, when he did say things, it was from one spot. He would yell to people. He never, I don't think he left his like little area. Mm-hmm. So he never came over to us and said anything. Like 
Which you, I, I think that's a huge miss because yeah. you have two people that you have no idea what they move like. Mm-hmm. You've never coached them before. Yeah. And to neglect that aspect of getting to know that athlete, at least in the minimal time that you have. And also, like you said, the bailing, like to not have somebody at least try it with a lighter weight when you yeah. have never coached them before, I think is a huge miss. Yeah. Because there is no way that you can control that situation safety. Like say that you weren't proficient at a lunge, right? And they have no idea that yeah. information. And you get into that workout and all of a sudden you get hurt because it's under their watch and they didn't prep you properly. Mm -hmm. Like as a coach, it's easier when you have the same people, you know, their abilities every day. But when you neglect the fact of getting somebody that you've never had before, you should be trying to extract all information possible and at least set them up for the worst circumstance possible and something like that. Yeah, I didn't. We did not talk to him for the room. We talked to him in the like when we showed up before class. Um, but we didn't talk to him again after that. He didn't check in with us before the workout. He didn't say like, he did, I don't even think we had told him how long we had been doing CrossFit. We just told him like, he just asked where we were coming from and why we were there. Everyone's like, Oh, business or pleasure kind of questions. And, um, yeah, so it was just kind of like I, Jimmy and I were like, yeah, we're scaling the crap out of this. And especially cause we had just gotten off a plane the day before. Um, and then it was just like really hard to buy a shirt. <laughs> One, I didn't know there was sales tax on clothing in Tennessee. That screwed me up. I was like, what is this extra like 9% on stuff? It was so weird. Oh, that's a big sales tax. It was was something crazy. It was higher than ours. But um, so, I mean, overall experience, like people were friendly. The workout was nice, but it just like, it it upsets me because I put so much effort into making sure that people are warmed up properly. People are moving, like they know what they're expecting during the class. And then to not see that. It, it it does upset me and I'm always like curious how they get people at the gym to stay like what is it like what's their turnaround because when you're not when you're just yelling at someone from across the room like do they feel important do they feel like you care like what do you what are you doing outside of that or what are you that they're enjoying it mm-hmm. so I'm just always I'm really always curious because this isn't the first gym that that I've experienced that with but no it happens more often than not and yeah. You know, it is frustrating from a standpoint of how much time and effort we put into making sure that those things happen in a certain way and building a certain community. And then like you go elsewhere and you just see a complete lack of it, 100 percent lack mm-hmm. of it. And it's like, OK, you know, you're not. I don't like saying that, you know, bad gyms are making it worse for everybody because it's not true. And it's like if you look at the people that we get here in our gym like it's absolutely not true and most people that come into a crossfit gym are coming in for the first time and they don't have a past experience right but it is frustrating when we stand here and preach this methodology that has is so powerful to change people's lives and then people just do the bare minimum yeah to get by it, it's frustrating because we put a lot of work into it and it's like okay if we're putting all that work into it and you're not like you could be better and we could make this thing really good all everywhere across mm-hmm. the world. But unfortunately, that is the circumstance. Yeah. Um, one thing that you said that I do want to touch on, because yeah. you told me a long time ago, and it's the best advice ever for working out when you're traveling, is always scale because you are not in your home gym. Yeah. It is the best advice in the world. And every time that I drop into a gym, I always take it down to 70, 80% of whatever the RX weight is. Mm-hmm. Because your body is not moving. It is 
fatigued from travel. Certain things are happening that you might not realize. But plus, you're on vacation. Yeah. You want to just move and feel good. And it's not the time to put the hammer down on the no. gas pedal. And no. It, it's a very easy way to do it. And I always have that as my number one rule is if there's any type of weight, I take it down 70, 80% and I do the workout like that. Yeah. I'm glad that, I mean, I, of the four gyms, I scaled two of the workouts, but the other ones, and you'll hear them. Like I didn't feel like I would, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was going to impact me not doing it. <laughs> it's just when you hear the next workout and if you had looked at sugar wad, you're going to be like, I'm surprised that you didn't scale it because of like everything prior to it. But, um, I will say we did bench twice. There was two gyms that were benching. Every time I drop in, I feel like a bench press. Yeah, it, It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> and then I benched yesterday. I'm like, what's with all this bench lately? But it was like 75% on Tuesday. And then we had like an 80 or 80, it was 85% for like max reps. We were like percents before it on friday i was like holy crap and then we did bent over rows on tuesday and then i did like a bodybuilding back thing on wednesday at the next gym and then friday i did more back like flies i'm like yeah. I, i'm surprised how much how like i'm like am i gonna be jacked at the end of this but i guess that's like a natural problem that'll happen if you are dropping into a different gym each time yeah. Because you're not going to get that constantly varied version of the programming right. because it could be something different each time. But if you're going in and you're dropping into the same gym for a week, yeah, I would see it. I would hope that you're getting some sort of variance there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They sh- I mean, you would, yes, 100% hope that. Um, the second class, they were like in like a mall strip. And I guess they had just moved there. It didn't look like the space. It looked like it had been lived in a little bit. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of like the rig was kind of like almost like in the middle. I'm just not, it just gives like a weird offset to the gym when you have it in the middle. Again, that's nitpicky stuff. But, um, for this one, the warm up had nothing to do with the workout, like nothing. Like the warm up had running and running in it. And he was like, Oh, you can row if you need to. I'm like, yeah, I'm rowing. Um, there was rowing in the workout, but it wasn't like, why are we having everybody row? How long was the run? It was two, it was like two rounds of like 200 meter run. And then like, what was it? Overhead, like a waiter's walk with a kettlebell. There might have been one other thing and I already forget. But like, why are we going like waiter's walk overhead? I was like, I get it. We're using our shoulders. Uh, but it just there was so many other things. Oh, scat pull ups. It just didn't it didn't make sense for the workout because then we benched with bent over rows with no demonstration. And it was just like, hey, you have 15 minutes. And then we did the workout now get this so we benched and then the workout was f- four rounds of six pull-ups six handstand push-ups six box jump overs then a three minute rest when you finished and then eight rounds of 10 wall balls and then 10 or eight calories on the rower and that was all for time and he was like oh yeah and by the way it's a 22 minute cap so i just benched and now i'm doing handstand like at like, that's just too much. So, of course, nobody's going to have time to teach anything. Mm-hmm. So, the, Jimmy and I were the only ones that did RX, like, in a sense of, like, handstand push-ups because everybody else, I don't know what their skill level is, but, like, how are we, how are they supposed to learn if you're not giving them opportunities? You could have done a handstand hold during the warm-up, all these things to, like, give people an opportunity just to, like, practice being upside down and stuff. Um, that just throws a red flag to me because yeah. what it sounds like is that person came in to coach and they were like, oh, shit, I need a warm-up. I haven't thought about this whatsoever Mm -hmm. or that like, was it in the morning? 
Yeah, it was a 7 a.m. class, I think. Yeah, that's usually when you see that because coaches are getting there. They're just getting in. They don't have time because they didn't give themselves time to think of a well-thought-out warm-up or a class plan. And they're like, oh, let's get them outside for a minute so I have a second to think. There's the 200-meter run. And then what are two movements that I really don't have to pay attention to and they can just move? Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't... You should be thinking about start to finish. Number zero to number sixty. Yeah, everything should make sense. Yeah, they they there was, they were the second where they no those, the f- both gyms were using TVs, the warm up for the first gym it was on like a whiteboard, but the warm up for the second gym it was on the TV. I don't know. I'm not a. I uh, just think TVs are so impersonal. Yeah, I'm the same way, and I get it. The TV is easier. Yeah, less, can, support, less space taking up. Yeah, you stuff. can blast that thing. It's very clear. Like, you don't have to worry about people's handwriting. You can fit more on the screen. But I think that the whiteboard in front of the class just has that, like, old school yeah. personal feel mm-hmm. where, like, you're coming in, it's written on the whiteboard. The coach took the time to do it. I, I just like the idea of it written on a whiteboard. Well, we better because we're called the whiteboard brief. Imagine we were like, screw whiteboards. We're, 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 <laughs> so contradictory. We're the Apple AirPlay brief now. We're no longer the whiteboard brief. Um, but it was, I mean, the workout, We, I will say the people there were very friendly. There was one guy that um, was like a helicopter pilot and he heard us say like we were going on a helicopter ride that evening. So he came over and he was like, yeah, he does like EMS, so like emergency stuff. And he was like, I'm pretty sure this is where you're going to like fly. So he's like zooming in on these things. He's like, this is where you're probably going to see this and all this stuff. So he was really nice. Um, the coach talked to me like once or twice, but like I'm like spotting Jimmy and I'm like, why are you talking to me? I'm like making mm-hmm. sure that my husband's not going to like choke himself out with a barbell. Um, but... So, I mean, I, I didn't meet anybody that was, like, bad. It was generally over the four gyms, people were nice. Um, I think normally what you see, like, what I find the most consistent is that you will find the awesome classic CrossFit community everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. People are nice. People are welcoming, specifically the members. Usually the coach is nice and welcoming. I've had times where I've dropped in where they didn't ask me those questions, and I don't really care but like yeah if they ask me for a review at the end or something i'm not really inclined to do that because yeah. it's like hey at least ask me where i'm coming from or like some small talk is totally fine yeah. you don't need to chew my ear off and trust me i don't want you to but like hey how you doing it takes 30 seconds yeah. and it's a nice part of the experience but where it differs so much is exactly what you're saying is in the class plan how class is conducted the coaching ability and just the class experience itself is different everywhere that you go. Yeah. You'll always find the CrossFit community. You'll always find home there wherever you are. But the experience within that class is going to be dictated by how mm-hmm. much, I guess, those people actually give a shit. Yeah. And uh, something I noticed, too, especially with the second one, it was like with the handstand push-ups, with the pull-ups, like they were like, all right, these are your options. Like nobody questioned a single thing. It's like they almost use the same scaling or modifying for every single move. It's like they almost, he was like Z press or like seated shoulder press um, or hand release push ups. So I was, um, he didn't say anything else. So it was like, I'm, and nobody even asked a question. I didn't even see anybody really go and talk to him. Um, the classroom, not classroom, the room wasn't even set up. So like benches weren't out. I'm like, why are we putting away benches? Like, I, like, why aren't we leaving them in another part of the room? Like, literally, you had to go into another room to get them. This and was I, a 7 a.m.? I think we we're the second, I think, I can't. We weren't the first. Were we the 530? I feel like there was another class before us. But If there was a class before, there's no excuse for that not 
being and even, like no, that. The, no boxes are out. So I get it if like, I get it because we need the rig for the bench. But this is the other issue with like having a pull, people on the pull-up bars and benching. It's like now you have to move so much stuff around. So why are we doing both in the same day right. if there's not enough space? Um, but you can at least keep the benches out in a certain area. You can keep the rowers out. Those were all back. You can keep the boxes out. Like make a setup. So then we just spent more time being like, where are we supposed to put these? Like what's going on? And he like kind of half-assed, like told us where to put stuff. So like now we're just instead of warming up, because again, going into that workout, I did one handstand push-up. Normally I need like an ab mat just to like warm up a little. But it was like the cushy at like wrestling mat so i'm like okay we'll see how it goes and i was like only six i think i can do it i'll be fine um i didn't do a single pull up before the workout i think i did like one just to make sure i didn't fall on my ass um and like one box jump over so uh and then the wall i did yeah no rowing other than the warm-up so it had i been here there is no way in hell i would have done that workout at the level I was like, quote unquote, warmed up. There's just no way I could have. I think it's just yeah. being in a different place. And sometimes like you get a little excited, be like, oh, I'm in class. This is fun. So it's almost like the adrenaline helps you. But um, I don't know. It's just it's like we, I hope people realize how much effort goes into. And we've talked about this before, just having a proper class layout and like making sure like things can move slowly because or smoothly, um, not slowly, but because it's an important part. Otherwise, you're going to spend 15 minutes trying to fuss around moving things and like that's yeah it taking away from sucks time. up like you don't realize how much time that eats up it eats yeah. up at least 15 minutes in a class mm-hmm. between taking it out putting it back not having a game plan of where it's going yeah like it's easily 10 to 15 minutes now all of a sudden you take that class from 60 minutes to 45 or 50 yeah and you're trying to fit the same amount of stuff in well unfortunately you can't it's impossible mm-hmm. so when you do stuff like that that's where you start getting Oh, one handstand push up, one box jump, one pull up for your warm up before you even jump into it. And that's not, it's not conducive to longevity and health and fitness. Right. It's just not. And especially with the stuff that we do that has a lot of high skill, sometimes it's heavier weight, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, the vast majority of people that do CrossFit around the world are older. Yeah. Like, you need to take that stuff into consideration. And unfortunately, it sucks when you see that stuff happen. Mm Because you know how good it can be. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not just the way that that goes. Right. Right. It's a complete lack of effort. Yeah. And that can be changed. It's very easily controllable and people just don't sometimes, which is stupid. But it makes me like, it's, it's why I like that people have to sign up for class because I'm going to set up the room according to how many people are on that. So if you aren't signed up, I now have to bring another bench out or put another set of rings up. And guess what? That takes away from my uh, time during class to put my energy towards somebody because now I have to go and set something up for them. Like, yes, if it's easy, like, Hey, grab the box. Like that's fine. But if it's something that like not everybody really understands, even adjusting rings, things like that, like that can take time where I could put my effort or my energy, not my effort, but my energy towards something else. And like, yes, I'm going to do it regardless. But that, I mean, just, that does help when you sign up even the night before, because that way I can prepare. Um, you also see who's coming into your class, right? right? And you know, I've said this, I said this to a couple of people earlier this week. It's like, I hate when people have to miss their workout because of class sign up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
the reason that the sign up is really there is not to limit the amount of people in the gym. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not trying to restrict that. What I'm trying to do is get an idea of who's going to be in my class mm -hmm. because it's going to be a different game plan depending on who's in there all oh, the time. 100%, yeah. So it's like, if I know that you're coming and I know that you have some sort of a limitation, now I can very finely tune adjust my class plan yeah. so that that continues to flow. And like, even if you don't sign up and I get a text message to say, Hey, I'm coming. At least I know that. Or right. if I'm having drop-ins in class that I have no idea what their capability or their background is, at least I know that, right? And yeah. I think that's the most beneficial and the main reason as to why class signups are exist here. It's not so much to limit space, as people might think, but mm -hmm. it's to allow us to prepare for that experience beforehand yeah. and make it a better class. Because if I didn't know who was coming when and I had two people with a shoulder limitation, one person that's, you know, first class in CrossFit. And then I had four heavy hitters that had been doing it for a while. Yeah. And I had no idea until they walked through that door. That's obviously going to take away from the experience of the class because I'm going to try to do that on the fly. And it's just not, it's not as conducive to no. a good experience. And I think I'm very thankful for it. Cause I did that for like six years <laughs> before of coaching where you literally don't know what's coming into your door. And then yeah. you got, three people trying a class for the first time and it's snatch day and then you have someone that can't snatch and then somebody else that can't do this and you're like it is so overwhelming and right. so draining and it, yeah it's just it, it and it's not it's to tough. say that we shouldn't have the ability to do that oh right no that, that's we, made me better for we, sure we do we do have the ability to do that and it is very doable however when we have 120 people in the gym that we are all trying to take on this fitness journey. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that every time they come in there, it's the best experience possible. Yeah, because then I'm not, I don't know. I want to say that you're very similar to this, but like I take it on my, I think it's my fault because I want to make sure everybody has a good class. And if I feel like I lacked in any way, I get, I, I'm down on myself and I feel bad because it's like, I could have done this. I could have done that. And I do, I still do that. And I hate that. I like, I, I, I hate, I do it, but it, it, to me, it also shows that I, I still care, which I think every coach should yeah. still, no matter how long you've been doing it. Yeah, no, I'm hundred percent the same way. And I try to pull myself away from that and tell myself whatever. But at the end of the day, it's kind of hard if you do care to not have those feelings. Yeah. And if you don't have those feelings, should you be coaching? Yeah. I don't know. I don't and know the answer to that. And I'm just curious from those four gyms, like what they're, I'm always curious, just even watching like the real, like are the elite, you know, red shirts and stuff like that. Like what are their thought processes after they coach? Like, do they ever, are they like just, they kind of just push it out of their head and they don't think about it anymore? Or are they going over the whole class and being like, oh, how could I have changed that for this person? Or I'm always curious about that just because like, that's where my brain is at. And yeah. even seeing those four coaches last week, like, did they think about how they could have made a class for Jimmy and I even better after we left for the next drop-ins? Like, do they care? Yeah. Like, but I had one coach when I was down in Virginia she asked me for feedback after the class and I thought that was really cool um, because you never hear that you never hear people ask for that and I gave her feedback as a coach and it almost looked like when she was taking my feedback that she expected me to just say it was fantastic well but, like yes the wrong person and I told her I was like hey this was a really good class but this is what I would think about 
like almost like when I give people cues, it's like the compliment sandwich, right? Yeah. Hey, that was really good, but let's try this. Mm-hmm. And then I gave her some critique on her whiteboard brief, which was very scattered, right? Didn't look like she rehearsed it or at least in her head to mm-hmm. understand what she was trying to get people to do. So I was like, hey, if you just kind of think about this and understand the intended stimulus, like it's going to make that whole whiteboard brief flow a little bit better and get yeah. through a little bit faster and you're not going to lose people's attention. And like she was taken back by the feedback. Well, she wasn't the, was she like head coach or owner or like programmer no. or anything? So I like, this is one of the better gyms that I've dropped into and they use the format of one main coach, one assistant coach. Okay. So she was the main coach for that one and she had been coaching for just under a year at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. And the other head coach of the gym was the assistant coach because they did have someone with um, certain special needs that was in that class yeah. and that format works great as long as you understand how it works mm-hmm. and you can make it happen because that person that needs more attention now gets more attention yeah. and you don't have to feel like you are n- neglecting them in any way if they do need it. Um, and it worked very well, but like, you know, if you're going to ask me for feedback, it means that you're looking to improve you can't improve unless I give you accurate feedback. If I just yeah. tell you you're a rock star, like how are you going to get better? So like, just beware. If I come into your gym and you ask me for feedback, like oh, I would have done the same thing. I'm going to give it to you. Like that's what you're asking me for. Um, but that was actually it was one of the better gyms that I've ever dropped into. They had a great community. They had great coaching. You could tell that they sat down and actually tried to improve their coaching on a regular basis. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And it was just, it was very uberly clear. And the class was set up nice. The warm-ups were fantastic. Yeah. And, like, it just eased you into that Metcon or whatever we were doing for the day. And I had, like, I went back there three times. Oh, nice. I was like, okay, this is a fantastic gym. And I told them that. And I was super happy. Um, Not the case with most other places that I've dropped into. Especially I find it when I go to bigger gyms, like Mm -hmm. ones that everybody knows the name of. Right. Well, yeah, that clearly like, laid out the same for me. Yeah, I find that when I go to those gyms, those are the biggest ones that are offenders of completely neglecting the coaching process. And I don't know why, but I want to say it's they feel like they can get away with it because they have the name behind them. Um, so the one on Wednesday that we went to was probably one of the most well-known, if not the most, but the coach ate a cupcake during class. I don't know if I had told you that or not. Did I tell you that? No, so he, this yeah, is he the first time I'm hearing that. Um, so there was a girl, it was like her birthday. I don't even know if she was taking class. She just happened to be in the gym. But he, they had, she brought in cupcakes. Cool, that's nice. But he was literally eating a cupcake during class. I'm like, one, why are you eating? Two, just do it after. Why are you <laughs> like, just what? do it after. Um, so we get there, like he comes over, he asks how long we've been doing it. We tell him and he's like, okay, so you're like, you get it. We're like, yeah. Um, he was like, the, uh, the workout's on this whiteboard. So we, we go, we, we, ugh, hello, <laughs> we walk over and he shows it and it's, I'm going to see if you recognize this workout. Um, 30, 60, 90 front rack walking lunge, 30, 20, 10 toes to bar. Might help visualize, like writing it down, but this is a, v- it's from the games. Yeah. It was the one where they had the kettlebells. Yes. And I go, oh, that's a games workout. He goes, I don't know. And I'm like, how do you not know this? Like, you're a coach in CrossFit. How, like, I looked at that and within two seconds knew what that workout was from. Yeah. 
So, like, I get it, but, like, it's one thing if it was, like, oh, this is from an individual qualifier, like, whatever. But this was a games workout from 2020. Like, I distinctly remember that. And so I was just surprised that he just kind of, like, brushed it off. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, whatever. So he goes over the workout. He goes, if you're not doing toes to bar or knee raises, you can do GHD sit-ups or ab mat sit-ups. And he was, like, he points over there. Um, Didn't really give, like, a stimulus. He just said, like, ultimately try not to do singles on the toes to bar. And so in my head, I'm like, one, I'm not doing 35s for the walking lunge. And two, I was like, I might scale the reps on the toes to bar because we all know, like, I'm up there for a hot minute. So he goes, all right, grab the weight you're going to use for the workout. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, right now? Okay. So I see a warm-up on the board. It said, like, six minutes of, like, stuff. And then it said the workout. So we go over and we grab our dumbbells and we put them down at the end where other people had. And then he doesn't say anything. He's just standing there and like walking around and people are moving. They're doing stuff. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Oh, we're warming up. People are just screwing off, doing their own thing. And I'm like, I don't get it. So I did a couple like walk. I'm just looking around at people. There was one other drop in in class. He'd been there before. Um, And we were just like, all right, I'm going to do some like bodyweight lunges. I guess I'm going to pick up these 30s now and just start lunging a little bit. And then I think I did like three toes to bar and he's just like walking around kind of like talking to people he's on his phone he was on his phone a lot and he came over and he was like oh what do you like wait he said something about the workout and i was like oh i'm thinking about scaling the reps on the toes to bar he gave me some like half-ass advice on it and he's like as long as you're not like doing singles like it's okay if you need to push through like it was just it wasn't the advice that i had wanted and i'm like I'm just going to go up there. And if I'm starting to trail behind, I'm going to cut the rep. So I did, I ended up doing 21, no, 25, 15, and then 10. Cause I was like, I'm getting slow. Um, and I was starting to do doubles. So the workout happens and the guy that's an, um, a drop in who's been there before, um, was still working out and the guy stops the music and starts talking while the guy's still, while going. the guy was still like trying to finish his last set of toes to bar. Face palm. So I like, he's just on the floor, just like, oh, like clearly like out of breath. And the guy's trying to talk about post-workout. So I'm like, I walk over and I'm like, hey, nice job, man. Because like nobody's saying, nobody's even cheering him on or looking at him. And he stopped the freaking music before he was done. I'm like, that was just so rude. So because the earlier class, there was open gym as well. The open gym people were using, so their post-workout was supposed to be like rope climbs. But Open Gym was using the rope climbs, also an issue. Like, why are we allowing Open Gym to override class? Yeah. And so he had given the other people an option of doing, like, this back, like, pump session. So he had showed us to, he goes, you can either rope climb, you can do the pump sesh, which I would love to. That was actually nice, and I would totally do that in class. Um, Or you can roll out. Did I tell you how much time was left in class? I mean, yes. Two minutes. 35 to 40 minutes were left in class. What? Yeah. There was a, not even, there was six minutes on the clock for the warm up, do the workout. And he was like, well, we got like over a half hour left. You can do this. Wow. Yeah. So he, he walked over to the people doing, he's like, if you're doing those, go over there. If you're doing the pump sesh, go over there. If you're rolling out, which I highly suggest, go over there. So the rope climb, he kind of told them, I don't know what there was, he told them to do. And then he told us what the pump sesh was. And then, so we just did that for the rest of class. And then from there, he didn't speak to us again. Like Jimmy, he never came in and said like, hey, great to meet you guys. Like, great job. Never talked to us again. I don't even know where he went after that. So 
Yeah, I, like even before class had like technically ended, I think he was already like leaving. That's wild. Yeah. I, so I, I was, had a similar experience at a bigger, more pronounced name gym when I was out at the games last year, mm-hmm. and we dropped in, and it was very similar. There was 36 people in class, right? You got the majority, a lot of CrossFit community in town for that weekend, right? So you're going to have big drop-ins. So we go in there, 36 people in class, no joke. He goes over the workout very briefly, not really in depth, just kind of read it off the board. And he's, I think the beginning part was like three back squats, three front squats or something along those lines, right? And he goes, okay. Took us through a warm-up, which is mainly, like, just bike and stuff like that. And then was like, okay, go. Hit your squats. Now, 36 people in class, six squat racks. That's that's no so dumb. No game plan. No nothing. Just go. You could, have, you could literally do a partner workout and body weight workout, and you'd be fine. Yeah. Like, that is, you're, there's so, you could write over a hundred different, thousand different workouts so just to not worry about squat racks. Five, six people per rack trying to use the same barbell. Chaos. So, me being who I am, I told Corey, I was like, hey, let's go take this from the floor over here. I don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, no thanks. It's going to be stupid. So, we get through that part, put the barbells away, and then the workout was like rowing and box jumps or something. And that was fine. It was just like three rounds of burpees and box jumps and rowing. And I don't even know if they had enough equipment. And the biggest part about this was he was nowhere to be found this whole time. Was he sitting in the corner? He was on his phone. He was talking to his other buddy that was working there. Like he was basically just like the inmates running the asylum for the class. And I was like, this is irritating to say the least. And again, it was impossible (laughs) to buy a t-shirt. Why is that so hard? I don't know. It was impossible to buy a t-shirt. But, like, it just, like, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth, especially these places that have such a big name. Like, people are more than likely to go there when they're in these places. Yeah, and, and get this a is shit not, experience. It's not the first time that they the games has been in Madison, so it's like they've been here before. They should, un, they, they know what to expect. Just like with our programming during, like, Bring a Friend Week, we make sure that it's friendly for new people. We're not going to put like a snatch and a handstand push-up day yeah. during that week where it's going to be like, it's just tough to have with new people yeah. in the very beginning. So why not make it so that it's user friendly when you got 30 or 40 people in class? Yeah, like, when you know, like just plan for a giant class, but like it irritates the shit out of me because you know, gyms that do it right. The places that I've been that do it right. will get, a fraction of the recognition that these places yeah. get because of their name and because of their background. And like when they're not delivering a high quality product, but you get these other places that are, that is truly changing people's lives. Like mm-hmm. that's irritating to me, but it is what it is. It's the nature of what it is. And you know, all we can do is just be even fucking better. And that's how I live every single day is make yeah. sure that it's even fucking better. Um, the last gym, I would say that I would have gone back to that one again. The programming was still not amazing because we benched and then we did thrusters. Like I get it in terms of like you're trying to fatigue all of the pressing, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like it, we didn't even have a warm up for the thruster. There was no, I didn't go do a single progression about anything. At least we had a little bit more of demo. Nobody benched, nobody demoed a bench. The only thing that the coach demoed was, like how to do like 
um, bent over fly, but he was like, oh, I usually sit down and like hunch my back. I'm like, what? Um, but the people there were my favorite. I would, they just a great environment. Um, very friendly, open, like accepting of everything. And I just thought that it was just, you, it was, you could tell it was an older gym and it, it felt like a home in a sense. Cause it was just yeah. like really lived in. Um, I mean, they had like a, one of those like punching dummies and it was just like colored with like all these different things. It just looked really fun. Um, and the space wasn't like huge, but and they had jujitsu in there and there was like a That's bodybuilding cool. room and stuff. But again, it was more issues with like the programming. Um, I didn't, again, I didn't get any cues. Coaching could be, I know that the coach there was like a level one. They are fairly new, like less than a year coaching, but, um, and then the owner showed up. He didn't, he was working with like somebody, but he was friendly as well. Um, but it's, I just get so upset when I go into these gyms and I'm like, I like, I get so excited that I'm like, I'm going to see a gym where they like put all this effort in and try and make their coaches better and really give like the best they can to all their athletes and really teach them something. And I didn't learn anything. And it just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's underwhelming or just overwhelming in a sense of like people. I know how much work I put into 100%. my job and it's like, do people get into this because they care or, or do they, they just getting, like working out? Right. Yeah. Because I've met those people too. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like us together is not going to change all these gyms and how they do you things. You never know. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. This podcast could go viral. Own, we can start our own program. Yeah. Called, I don't know. This could all go viral. You never know. Yeah. And we'll look back on this podcast. But in the meantime, before we go viral, um, <laughs> You know, you have to expect if you're going to drop into a different gym that there's going to be some experiences like this. So now, since you've given me some of the best travel advice that I've ever used, mm -hmm. and what would you say to people that are traveling? Because I know we have quite a few members that are out traveling or have traveled in the past week or two. Yeah. What are your, I don't know, call it top three things to keep in mind when you're leaving CrossFit Aries and you are going to venture off into the big wide world of CrossFit? And, you know, you might get a different experience. Yeah. Like, how would the, how do you keep yourself to uh, contain to make that the best experience possible with the changing factors? I mean, number one would just be, like, scale. If you feel like, because I didn't scale. The last workout was, like, bar-facing burpees and thrusters. I didn't scale it because it was a lightweight. But I think scaling or just really being in tune with how your body is feeling, um, especially when you just got off like a plane or a car ride, but don't be afraid to scale. And even if you already are a person that does normally scale, scale even more. Mm -hmm. Um, but really trying to like absorb everything in that environment. And I think that you will, I think I've never met someone that's ever come back and been like, Oh my God, they were amazing. This, they were so much better than here. Like, it will, you'll realize like how, how awesome this gym is mm -hmm. and just how much, um, work is put into making everything great for the members. I don't know. I'm trying to like, my brain's not thinking about it, but, um, I don't know. Don't be afraid to just go like find a random gym, go to a different one every day. Just be smart. I mean, obviously you and I are here to help like, Hey, we just did this. Like their workouts doing the same thing. What do I do? Like we can help with that or talk to the coach. Don't be afraid to like still ask them. Even if they don't come up to you, don't be afraid to go up and like ask them questions. I was um, going to say that it's like, you know, almost force them to be your coach. Yeah, like 100%. if they're not going to do it, like, they probably have the capability to somewhat do that. Yeah. I would hope. 
So like go up and talk to them, ask them the questions, you know, almost force them to get into that situation where Mm -hmm. they're going to help you. And I bet you that they'll have some good advice for you. You just need, might need to pry it out of them. Um, And then like the other thing is before you're going on a trip, ask us, like, let us do a little bit of research. Like we can tell a lot, especially if we know a gym that's going to be in that area. Yeah. We already know that it's going to be better suited. It's like, again, we want the best for everybody that's in this gym. Even Mm -hmm. if you are traveling outside of Aries and dropping in other places, we want to make sure that you are going to a place where you're going to get a really good experience. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to just go to a place that you have no idea, especially without that experience. Like we might have to do that stuff for our own. Like, I want you to be taken care of wherever you go. And sometimes that can be a quick Google search and we can help out. Yeah. Cause you mean you're part of a mentor group. I was where I'm still like, I could easily reach out to people on Instagram, even though I've never been to their gym and, but they're people I trust. And I know like put effort into their coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably talk to them people like on a more day to day basis, just cause you're currently in it. So it's like, we could hit probably a good, at least one, one in almost every state. I feel like t- with this, I would say close to every where like I know somebody that either I could ask like hey you, I know you've been here or I know you coached there or like you're right near there like do you have any suggestions so like we have and this is even I could even go outside of the United States there's people that I could reach out to so it's like people are usually surprised when I have those recommendations yeah. be like oh no I know so and so just reach out to them like you'll have a spot yeah I know Diana did it when she went to Indiana mm-hmm. in like small town indiana and i was like oh where are you going and she said it and i google searched and i was like oh perfect go right here (laughs) they are going to take such good care of you and she Mm -hmm. had a fantastic experience they actually happened to follow the programming that we follow yeah they are just a week behind or a week ahead so she ended up doing what we did in class the week before which is fine but like the experience there felt very much like home and i know tom had that experience when he went down to modern human um Bill was in Virginia Beach and he went to Rife and he said that was a fantastic experience. So like ask us because we know people all over the place and Mm -hmm. we can kind of set you up so that you're going to have a good experience with where you're going and just kind of take that unknown out of it if we can. It's like how cool, how many other things can you do where you say like I I do this at home but I like I could literally do this anywhere and drop into a gym and make you're in like the community itself will make you feel like you're at home because they, they make regardless, they always make you feel welcome. Yes. And that is overarching on every gym that you drop into for the most part. Like I guarantee you that there's probably some that don't, Yeah. but regardless of how they run their classes, what their coaching is like, all these different things that we've talked about, you're going to walk into the door of that CrossFit gym dropping in and it's going to feel like home because of the community it's yeah. everywhere and it's the same community everywhere that you go. So when you're traveling and you want just some sense of foundation, go to that class. Yeah, just do it. Everyone's like, oh, I don't work out on vacation. I'm like, go. It's so fun. And like, I mean, the amount of t-shirts that I have now just from traveling. Yeah. Even if you go one yeah. day on exactly. a five-day vacation. Like, it's just cool. It feels good. Yeah. I promise you it feels good. And scale. And scale. 100% <laughs> scale. Um, all right. Anything else to add to that? Um, oh no, just, I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm here. I like this gym a lot. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that you do. Yeah. (laughs) I do too. Well, I hope. (laughs) Can you imagine you're like, nah. Oh my God. No, but anyways, honestly, like 
especially with the summer coming, don't be afraid if you're thinking about it and you want to get your workout on vacation. Talk to us first, but go drop in. Try a different gym. Like, it's super cool in terms of an experience, but just make sure that, you know, you're keeping the right things in mind when you do go there that it might not be exactly like home, and that's okay. You um, just We're need, the best. They're not yeah, going to be like us. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to do that when, when you come to fucking such heavy hitters every day. Um <laughs> No, but seriously, keep a couple things in mind when you go to these places. Keep an open mind and just enjoy the experience as a whole because, you know, you're in a different part of the country, different state, and you're getting to experience that CrossFit community. And especially people that have never done it before, I think they're super shocked to see that the community is everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Plant fitness ain't got shit. Yeah, don't drop (laughs) it. Don't do that. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We have a bunch of good topics on the radar coming up. So tune in in two weeks on Wednesday, and we'll be hitting another good one, especially some good information as we start to go into summer and taking care of the body and a whole number of different things. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you have an idea on a topic, just please let us know, and we will add it to the radar, and we will get on it. All right, everybody? Later. Bye.